Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Welcome back to another episode of The Charming Libra. I'm your host, Tasha, and I hope everyone had a wonderful, wonderful Mother's Day. You guys will hear this on Monday. This is later on in the day after I've had my fun little Mother's Day outing with my husband and loved ones. Um, So, um, yeah, you know, just making sure to recognize my mother and my sister and all my friends as well as like you know them doing that to me it was wonderful we all went to uh, spend some time at the beach it felt so good you guys like oh my god like not only were there little sebastians like crabs and stuff but i literally just felt pulled to the water like if i didn't have my phone and i had a change of clothes i would have literally immersed myself in the water i i put my feet me and my husband both put our feet in there and just literally soaked up the power of the water element really allowing that you know that renewal that refreshment that you know just that healing because it had seaweed around it which seaweed is wonderful I feel like my feet I kid you not was just getting like I don't know um moisturized I, I guess you can say but it's just you guys like doing that it literally refilled me it's what I needed it was that piece of nature that I needed you know, I feel renewed, refreshed, revitalized. My battery is back in charge and I just feel so fucking great. So, um, of course I'm up here because I'm getting ready to record the Taurus moon sex and relationship, of course, but also I just, you know, I am just, I just feel so good. I feel so good today. And I hope everyone else had a wonderful Mother's Day as much as I did. You know, I just hope everyone was able to get spoiled, relax, and really recharge themselves for the coming week. I know for sure when I'm done with this episode, I am definitely going to journal all of my gratitude. I'm just so 
gracious and thankful for what God has blessed me with, you know, wonderful children, a great husband, a wonderful mother, wonderful, a wonderful sister and friends and everyone. I'm just grateful for everybody right now. So I just, you know, it's just all about the little things. You know, I didn't want nothing extravagant. I just wanted to enjoy myself. And I truly enjoyed myself moving my body with my love and everything else. So couldn't have asked for anything better, right? But speaking of that, Mercury retrograde is fucking over. I am so glad, you guys. I'm hoping that since it's over, stuff at work, like the technology aspect, it will eventually kind of fix itself out because I really want to fucking kick shit over. So I'm hoping that it just really chills out. I know we're in the shadow phase, but that's better than it being the actual full retrograde, right? So, yeah, but um, if you don't know as well, Alari Sky Jewelry has a 10% off of everything. I actually am tomorrow putting, well, I might do it tonight because I'm going to be way too busy tomorrow. Uh, I just created a Kunzite in silver and it is gorgeous, you guys. Kunzite, I wish I, w- I would have put it up before Mother's Day because it literally is known as the woman's stone. That's, that's, you know, you, even if you identify as, uh, you know, a woman and everything, it will work well for you. It's great for balancing out like, you know, the emotional bodies, you know, healing, you know, heart healing, um, really allowing yourself to be open and healing from heartbreak. I mean, it's just a beautiful stone that like when I, I don't know when I was making it now I feel drawn to it. And I can't keep that. So I was like, I'm trying to look for, I know I bought myself a Kunzite bracelet and I cannot find it. It's Kunzite mixed with moon, uh, Moonstone and I cannot find it for the life of me, which is heartbreaking because I really want to wear that as well as I think I have a pendant too, but I have to also look for that. So yeah, it just really connected with me and I know and hope that the person who gets this stone, it's going to really help you. So if you're having issues with heartbreak, issues with, you know, feeling like you're overwhelmed or very short in motherhood, this stone is for you. It's really great to allow yourself to really calm and just move from a space of love and compassion toward other people and yourself. It's a, it's a great heart healing stone. So highly recommend, I'm going to be putting that up tonight. Um, but the sale ends tomorrow. So, uh, this is your last time to get something on sale. And then, you know, I don't know when the next sale will be. Of course I'll announce it here, but, uh, it's probably not going to be 10% at that. So highly recommend to take advantage of that. But the sale does end tomorrow again. And again, if you're new here, I have a crystal shop. Um, some new things are getting ready to come. Um, and I wrap crystals in different kinds of wire, 14 K gold filled, sterling silver, silver plated, um, copper and copper, anti-copper. There you go. (laughs) I always kind of get a little tongue tied, but I only use high quality stones. You guys, I am very proud of my work. Um, I continue to have a five-star rating. I've been a star seller for a bit now. And I'm working hard to, to keep that. Um, but I, you will not regret buying any of my pieces because I truly put love, healing, and, you know, just my all, like, good vibes in it. So 
I know that whoever it goes to is going to have a wonderful piece to wear that's really going to enhance their inner magic. So I just love it's my passion. But um, that's again Alari Sky Jewelry on Etsy. That's A L A R I E S K Y E Jewelry on Etsy. <laughs> now let's go ahead and kind of jump in. So, you know, you guys know that we are officially in Pluto retrograde pretty soon. More retrogrades are going to start happening. We also are in eclipse season pretty much and all of that juicy stuff. So things are going to be a little chaotic. Just like, you know, we have. Pisces and Saturn for the next what two to three years so Pisces and anybody with placements in Pisces and their big three good luck for us good luck you know it's it's been really not only has I feel like the Pluto and Aquarius has really kind of like is opening me up to new consciousness I definitely feel that Saturn and Pluto, I mean, oh my God, Saturn and Pisces is really, it's really asking me to really get a good routine and a strong structure on my spirituality. And I've been feeling that lately because you guys know that I have been just not, I've been kind of falling back into old habits where, you know, it's about work, 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 business, 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 you know, um, and other stuff. And I'm trying to right now, I'm trying to do everything at one time, like one at a time rather. So right now I'm trying to get my health on track. So you guys know, I started going to the gym. I carry my uh, gym bag in my car now because either I'm going to work out before I go to work or I'm going to work out after there's no excuse. I don't want to give any excuse unless it's like an injury or like, or less or, or else rather my body is literally like Tasha fucking chill. You know what I mean? Like that's the only way other than that. I don't, I, I I cannot afford to just let myself go. I I just can't. I've been doing that for so long and I, I had a great routine going, but now that I've started work and then you guys know my mental health really like my emotions just really fucking affect my decisions and you know I I suffer from some depression and you know PTSD anxiety and stuff and it's not easy (laughs) it's not easy when you deal with mental health issues you know plus I'm going to school I have a lot on my plate right now but I don't want my health to be taken the back seat because I'm not even being a good therapist at that point. How am I supposed to help somebody get their life together if I can't even get mine together? And while I'm a therapist in training, I need to do that now. So um, that's what I have to do. That's what I have to do to create balance in my life between being a business, a small business owner, you know, school, a student, work, and all of that stuff. So I have to really be able to balance myself, but yeah, so, um, I, you know, I just, I want to do everything that I can and, you know, especially with it being spring and it's almost going into summer, but it's still spring. I've been eating by, you know, the springtime and I noticed that anything that's like springy, it just really works well with my body right now like fish and light things and strawberries and all that good stuff um, has really just, my body just really responds well to it. So highly recommend, I mean, you don't have to if you don't want to, but I highly recommend eating by the season. 
Um, and not just the astrological season, but that too. So like, again, we're in Taurus season. Taurus is all about nourishing your physical body. So really mother and nourish your body with earth, earthly things, meaning that you eat from the earth, not eating fucking Cheerios and, you know, like stuff like that. You want to eat from the earth because that's how your body is going to respond and heal, right? Um, really allowing yourself to just connect with that mother nature and, you know, allowing yourself to use what she grows and gives and offers us for health and abundance. You know, I was reading the Bible the other day, you know, curious, I couldn't sleep one night and it was talking about, you know, like God basically says that everything he's created on this earth is for our, us to eat. And he says, himself that eating the grains of the earth is what heals the body right so I mean he pretty much is telling us what we need to do you know eating the grains eating from the earth is the way to heal it's the way to keep our you know vessels healthy and moving and you know working at optimal you know health so just wanted to kind of say that but I guess let's go ahead and jump right on in. So of course, uh, I read from two books. One of them is called Moon Signs, Lunar Astrology by Sybil Leak. And the other one is Erotic Astrology, The Sex Secrets of Your Horoscope Revealed. You guys, I fucking finally found a sex book. I cannot wait to start this one. Like, I think it's going to be the best because it's, it's talking, it's basically interviewing the actual signs. And these are their responses of what they like in sex what turns them on, what turns them off, and different kinds of things. So you guys know every Leo season is when we start something new. So once Leo season hits, we will be starting the Mercury edition of astrology. As I mentioned a little earlier in some episodes, these will probably go pretty quick because there's just not a lot. When it, I mean, there's a decent amount on Mercury, mainly focused on Mercury retrograde. But as we get ready to go through, it's not, there's not going to be much to really read about. You know what I mean? So I'm trying to figure out what I'm going to do to have some episode fillers because we're pretty much at the, at the part where, um, we're, we're getting more into the wellness and the only thing I can think to do, like, I don't really have much more wellness books or anything is to just kind of start to go toward how we just use it in daily life and kind of just talk about astrology, you know, being used in, in anything, you know, like really, um, curating these episodes to really be helpful for your life and growth and health and healing. Um, because again, there's just after, you know, moon signs and stuff, we've already like, this is the end of the big threes. Now we're heading into, you know, Mercury, Venus and Mars, which is not much. Um, but once we get to the outer planets, that's pretty much going to be it. I'm not even going to keep doing that every season because majority of us have the same outer planets. Like that's more generational, you know what I mean? So there's no point to kind of hold that all out. So I'm trying to kind of find where I'm going to go from there. And I really, like I said, want to turn it into like, again, health, wellness, you know, manifestations, even, um, you know, healing. And, um, what is the other thing that I was, uh, thinking about? Um, 
just like everyday like life relationships, that kind of stuff. So yeah, so just kind of like a heads up because I would, I don't want to just, you know, we can't, I just can't stick to books. You know, I do this to kind of help not only all of us learn because once we start getting into the meat and potatoes, I don't want people like, well, what's, what's Mercury signing? What, what's Venus signing? That way you guys can go back and listen to the stuff where we're learning together um, to really understand everything else. So that's kind of like what I'm looking at right now so okay let's go ahead and jump into uh this good this good stuff um uh, it's still in aries huh sorry okay so here we go all right so characteristics of moon and taurus people the person with this placement of the moon has plenty of resources available all through life, many of which relate to material needs. The moon is exalted in Venus ruled Taurus, enabling it to gather in and conserve resources for the proverbial rainy day. So again, I've mentioned that Taurus is, um, as repeated from this book, exalted in the moon, meaning it fucking loves you guys. So you know, like a lot of the expressions of the moon are going to be very positive for you because it's not, the moon doesn't dislike you. It hates Scorpio as well as uh, it doesn't really care for Capricorn, but it doesn't hate you. It loves you. And uh, don't take that literally, guys, please. I'm just playing around. Don't take it literally. You're still perfectly fine as a Scorpio or a Capricorn moon. I'm just saying it's going to be, you're going to express a little bit more of the shadow side because, for one, Scorpio's in fall on the moon because Taurus is exalted. And, um, I'm sorry, yeah. And then, um, Capricorn is in detriment because Cancer is in rulership. So just please take that lightly. <laughs> Not saying you're hated, okay? But, anyways, it says much of the incons- inconsistency of the moon becomes stabilized in the practical sign. Of Taurus, consequently, a moon in Taurus person is not likely to be so impulsive as a moon in Aries person. This is a position where the moon strongly influences romantic attitudes and must, and most subjects enjoy such things as candlelit, so- soft music, um, gracious companionship in their love life. So, again, because the moon is all about expressing your emotions and everything and what makes you feel safe and secure you are going to, you know, it, it's, it brings out the more feminine aspect of you because the moon represents the feminine. And so, uh, the sun is the masculine. So with that, you're going to express more of like, you're going to convey more of these romantic, like loving, like sensual things that you want to do with the, with the person you love, right? Like you just want to enjoy, you know, beauty and pleasure of all senses if you know when you are a Taurus moon okay so indeed both sexes demand that love must come with all the frills attached and both sexes pay great attention to good grooming and pleasing manners they will often marry for status this status is likely to be familial as financial so I don't know that that kind of like creeps me out. It says familial. I don't know if that means like familiar. I hope so. 
as well as financial. So yeah, Torians love to, they have to have, someone has to have money. Like they're not going to be living in a household that's broke because that's what makes them feel safe is having money. So beware of that. Um, there is a great attachment to family life, to lineage and to traditions and to memorabilia relating to heritage. Moon and Taurus people are always able to get support from relations and friends and in business are able to use contracts to further their ambitions. The moon and Taurus brings with it an appreciation of music and in many cases the chosen profession may be linked to music. It brings devotion and perseverance and most of all good old-fashioned common sense. In love the head will rule the heart but never to such an extent that a love affair becomes a painful experience. So you know, Earth being an Earth sign, you know, which is Taurus, obviously, you're you're a little more logical than you are emotional. So, like, it's it's kind of like for you guys, like it said, your head rules the heart. But like, let's say for your opposite sign, like water signs, their heart rules their head. So, I mean, that is not. That's pretty much why you guys are kind of a little more grounded, I guess you can say. But being logical in love to me sometimes doesn't always work out. So in a way, be logical in certain things. But then there's times where you just need to listen to your heart as well. Because sometimes logic just, it, it, it doesn't have to have all the facts to, for it to work, right? I hope I'm bringing that out right. But that's just how I feel. And that's what I feel. That's what I see from experience with, you know, like other things. Okay, so in business matters, while the uh, subject can be hard-headed in his dealings, he is also able to be philanthropic and very much interested in community work or simply doing good for a friend who has hit hard times. Moon and Taurus people are able to consolidate ideas and, and ideals, applying common sense in, to all situations and problems. They can rise to most emergencies without falling apart. Okay, so it says physical characteristics, a strong body, but inclined to corpulence at an early age. Rather short in stature, good complexion, full fleshy nose with wide nostrils, dark brown hair or black hair, small eyes with full arched brows. That's interesting. Um, I mean, I guess like in medical astrology, I know like when it comes to like body types, um, they usually say that like the more like people, the, the taller people are more like air people. So like if you have he heavy air placements, you're usually like Gemini. Gemini is known because it's mutable air and it, they kind of like see it as it like kind of like elongates the body. But uh, surprisingly, Earth is known to be like more of like a meteor-esque, medium-esque um, in stature and height and stuff like that, which is interesting to me. Okay, so um, weakness, swelling of the throat, such as quinzies. In case of influenza, the throat will be the most vulnerable area. Ulcers. So it says how Moon and Taurus people relate to the sun signs. So it's gonna go through all twelve of the zodiac sun signs and how you pretty much relate to the people who have that. So if this is your partners or whatever, or friends, bosses, whatever, you can use that for that. Okay, so of course, we're starting with Aries, Sun and Aries. So the first attraction is through mutual respect, but the persistence and exact exactitude demanded by the solar Taurian can make heavy demands 
on a short fuse temper of the lunar pi- uh, lunar Aries. What? This is the second time this book has fucked up with that. So it means the sun in Aries, the solar, because this is talking about the solar Aries, not the moon in Aries. So that is not my fuck up the book. Anyways, the Torian uh, appreciates the good thing in life, which the Aries also enjoys. But moon and Taurus does not have the vitality for the physical activity so necessary to Aries. So, you know, one thing that I find weird is that majority of Torians, uh, I mean, not, I don't want to say majority, but the Torians I know are, are not huge exercise people. Is that common? Is that a Taurus thing? Because I find that weird. But usually, like, people who are like, oh, I don't really care to exercise... I end up finding out they're Torrens, so is that common? I would love to know. Please at me at the Charming Libra on IG or on Etsy, wherever is most comfortable for you. I would love to know that. Okay, so uh, to Sun and Taurus, there is a little conflict in this relationship based on mutual likes and dislikes. One looks at the other and recognizes much of himself. While they both have mutual likes, they also share their dislikes. Heaven help the person who finds himself on the wrong side of this pair. The lunar Torian has a very charming personality that complements that of the solar Torian. The only weakness in this relationship is the lunar Torian's inability to be as practical in everyday affairs as the solar Torian. So, yeah, with the sun in Taurus, you're going to have a little bit more of that masculine. So I feel like it's going to be easy, a little easier for you to be more practical in what you need to do. But if you're like the moon in Taurus, you still have that, but you still have more of that feminine aspect. So I feel like you kind of, I feel like the Venus rulership really shines more in the moon of Taurus. And it shines in all, but really definitely to the moon because it's exalted there. So it's basically like Aphrodite, (laughs) you know what I mean? Anyways, um, to Sun and Gemini, this is generally in short-term attraction, rarely leading into deep relationships since the earthy Taurian is often outraged by the more extroverted character of the Sun and Gemini type. Not good in business relationships unless there is a third party available to arbitrate. The Lunatorian is not often agreeable to this while the Geminian could not care less. Romantically, there is a physical attraction, but not an enduring romantic one. Since the Lunatorian demands what the Geminian is incapable of giving. Total unabated loyalty. The Moon in Taurus likes... an orderliness but in relationships with gemini this passion for order is carried so far that it becomes mere nitpicking i definitely don't recommend i mean again you can date whatever you want but i'm telling you now like gemini's out of the mutable people like them and sagittarians (laughs) good luck because gemini I love you guys so much, but Gemini's are just very flaky. They're to me, they're the mo- they're the biggest flakes of the zodiac. Um, and then Sagittarius is just like they 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 come first. Put it like that. Like their happiness will come first, and what they want to do comes first. And if that means they have to get away from you, they will get away from you to pursue what they need to pursue. So, Taurians are very you know, they, they take their time. They, they don't like to, they don't like to be spontaneously up jumped and rooted. You know, you have to be patient. And I feel like those two mutable signs are just, 
they're it's going to be hard so it's going to you have to you'll have to find a way to work it out obviously and of course it depends on the rest of your chart of course but just be aware of that um you know Taurus likes stability and those two signs are not really the most stable in my, in my opinion and I just know this because I've dealt with so many of them my sister is one and she is I love her to death but as far as coming through it's a lot harder for her to do because she's just on that Sagittarius time where it's just like oh I have something to do so I come first and da 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 even if we've already made plans like way ahead of time if something else comes just like oh I gotta do this sorry and not really like heartfelt or nothing and sometimes we would argue we'd end up getting big fights over that because I'd be like what the fuck like I made this plans with you like long time ago and you're going to like pick the, like, I'm not even going to get into it, but yeah, they're just not, you know, and Gemini homies, I love y'all, but it's just like, we make plans. Next thing you know, you go rogue, you go ghost, you don't tell a bitch, you know, what's going on until hours later when the shit's over with. And I've pretty much moved on from something else. Like, Oh, I didn't wake up. My bad. Okay. Yeah. Right. Anyways, I still love you guys, though. (laughs) I do. It's just that's some of the things that annoys me about everyone has an annoyance. You know what I mean? I'm not just saying it's just only you guys. So please don't take it that way. But I just have a lot of experience with Gemini's and Sagittarius. And it's just it's just never like it's always all over the place. Put it like that always all over the place and sometimes it can just be annoying I don't mind spontaneity because I think that's really like intriguing to me but I just don't like if I'm like making plans and you know I feel happy and I'm doing this for not myself but you guys and it's just like oh sorry bitch you know like ghosts and it's just like what the fuck right anyways to sun and cancer the lunar Taurian is conscious of the softness of the Cancerian, and when the attraction is based on love, it will never seek to exploit it, but, but beware the lunar Taurian who uses the weakness of cancer in any business pursuit, for then the Cancerian will suffer emotionally and physically and in, and in all probability come out the loser. To Sun and Leo, it is easy for the lunar Taurian to bring up the confidence of Leo through, through flattery. The moon and Taurus person has a knack for gaining the confidence of Leo and will provide him with loyal support. This can be a mutually rewarding relationship in both business and romance. When it doesn't work, it's usually because flamboyant Leo may be irritated by the retiring Taurian nature. I noticed that a lot of uh, these things say that Taurus and Leos go well together. Isn't that? It's, that's very interesting. Uh, anyway, to Sun and Virgo, Taurus usually dominates the, this relationship, especially if the Sun and Virgo person is young. The Moon and Taurus person can be a guardian angel to Virgo, always understanding Virgo's unspoken needs. Money and consideration will dominate this relationship as both persons have heart ruled by their heads. This relationship is likely to be unsatisfactory at the romantic level. To Sun and Libra, the Lunar Taurian seems able to attract respect from the Libran, but many relationships are based on the May-December motive. The December Lunar Taurian is likely to be the dominant party attracted to the charm of a more youthful Libran. The romance can be good, although gradually the sexual and sensual aspect decrease often in relationship to the increasing desires for the material world rewards that the Libra the Libran cannot give. In business, the partnership can again be related to an older Lunar Taurian seeking the help of a younger associate, and he will then take on the role of guiding. This aspect is common to both sexes. 
So to Sun and Scorpio, this is a love-hate relationship all the way. It can be very hard on the Lunar Taurian if the relationship is a romantic one. If the female has her moon in Taurus, she can relate well to a male Sun in Scorpio and may not mind being dominated. When the sexes are reversed, the Sun and Scorpio female will want to dominate and there is an inevitable inevitable clash of wills while the moon and Taurus person's greatest strength is his practically his weakness is physical overindulgence the moon and Taurus will pick up the sun and Scorpio's weakness and add them to his own in a business relationship they may be able to cope with the difficulties if they have mutual goals they are both quite capable of compromise when the end result is is to their joint benefit Okay, to the Sun and Sagittarius, both are capable of recognizing that each is a workhorse and both can accept responsibility without moaning about it. The Moon in Taurus is aware that the Sagittarian is overly optimistic, but he allows Sagittarius to think he is carrying the burdens while Taurus works in subtle ways to make things easier. Both the Lunar Taurus and the Solar Sagittarian work hard for success and pull their hardest when the going is rough. After success has been achieved, they are likely to go their separate ways. This same thing applies to romance. Once the sense of challenge and achievement is gone, romance fades and they will go their separate ways. Unless there is a family involved. In many cases, taking an interest in grandchildren will bring the responsibilities necessary to rekindle, rekindle the attraction. To Sun and Capricorn, the mutual attraction here is hard work and business. This can be a spe spectacular combination, especially on long-term projects. The danger here is that Capricorn may work so hard that Taurus allows himself to, to get lazy. In romance, a youthful Taurian may be attracted to an older, achievement-oriented Capricorn. In this case, the lunar Taurian will forgo sexual pleasure for what he considers the greater benefits of material security and loyalty. Well, that doesn't sound fun. It almost sounds like you're, like, you, you're just in it for the money. So that's not nice. <laughs> okay. To Sun and Aquarius... The moon in Taurus can dominate with gentle guidance. The attraction is one, teen, one tinge with weariness by the lunar Taurian for the virtuous, uh, virtuosi qualities often apparent in many Aquarians. He demands that Aquarius proves himself by setting a few Herculean feats as a challenge. If Taurus is satisfied with the performance of the eccentric Aquarian, um, they can, t they can make a powerful combination in business In ro in romance. The relationship seems to remain tinged with wariness, neither quite trust the other. And it is better when the Aquarian is many years older than the Lunar Taurian and especially beneficial if the Lunar Taurian is female so that she can develop a father figure image, which quite suits the solar Aquarian. It got some of that daddy Saturn up in there, huh? <laughs> okay. So it's a sun in Pisces. There is a mutual attraction, especially in romance, as Pisces seeks love and Taurus is prepared to give it, especially at the beginning of such a relationship. But the lunar Piscean needs to allow some of the practicality of the Taurian to brush off and become more in tune with reality if the relationship is to mature. Alternately, the lunar Pisces can be helpless enough to keep the loyalty of the Taurian, who is quick to recognize that weakness is not a fault, but a chance to give him power over another human being. The Lunar Piscean will try hard to be a good business partner, but will always allow the Taurian to dominate the relationship. And in most cases, this turns out to be their mutual benefit. This relationship can thrive when there is no conscious desire on the part of either part to be dominant. So that's it for that book. Let's go ahead and jump into the erotic astrology for the Z-Moon.
Oh, perfect. I just like literally picked it up to the right page. So Moon and Taurus, this moon sign emphasizes the material side of life and you enjoy all of its pleasures, including lovemaking, good food and drink, art and music and relaxing and pleasant surroundings. Sensual and romantic moon and Taurus thrives on physical contact and no lover of yours will want for attention. What? I don't understand what that means. It says Taurus thrives on physical contact and no lover of yours will want for attention. I don't know if that's meant to be like that, but I guess. So bulls are herd animals and you enjoy being surrounded by family members, friends, and acquaintances with whom you are warm and demonstrative. Your basic temperament is serene and passive and you'll go out of your way to avoid rocking the boat. You believe in loving, not fighting, but repeat hassling can turn you into the proverbial raging bull. With your proud nature, it's difficult for you to deal with slight with slights and rejection. Torians hate to be told no. Like they have the hardest time with rejection. That's one thing I noticed. Like my husband is a Taurus rising and he does not do well with rejection. And he even admits it. That's the amazing thing. He always says he's like, I don't like to ask for certain things because I don't do well with rejection. So that's I noticed a Torian thing. You guys really hate that. Um Bulls may forgive, but they rarely forget. Your propensity for bearing grudges makes your waste makes you waste precious time and energy by doggedly hanging on to old resentment. In bed, your needs and desires are simple and of practical physical nature. Highly physical, your enjoyment of lovemaking is direct and unbashed, and all types of physical contact appeal to you strongly. Sensuous nature. While you have no trouble drawing your lover to you, you actually enjoy being seduced. Initially shy, you become a sexual dynamo once aroused. For Taurus, the neck is a major erogenous zone. um, And you welcome slow sliding kisses along your neck as a prelude to lovemaking. Your personal recipe for love consists of equal parts, passion, and romance. So really, if you want to get to a Taurus's heart, really stimulate those senses, you guys. They are very open about allowing that those senses to be really stimulated so I mean if you're doing that like again again like it mentions kissing the neck that's touching and just appealing to all of that would just be probably like make them go nuts okay so however while romantic you don't overlook the realities of life no matter how passionate hasty couplings and bleak uncomfortable places hold little appeal for you the bed partner who sets the scene with candles, music, and flowers and plies you with delectable goodies such as exotic fruits, chocolates, and fine wines truly knows the surest way to your heart. Exactly. So you see how that's music, hearing, you know, candles, seeing, you know, flowers as well, smelling. Then you have the goodies, which they're in taste. You can't go wrong with that for a tourist. So that's pretty much it, you guys. That, that is all for this episode Um, I hope you guys enjoyed it and, you know, just have a wonderful, wonderful day. Um, I just hope everyone is safe and doing well. I know a lot of people are struggling right now, you know, um, and I just want to say, don't give up, don't give up, do your best, you know, get help, you know, from a therapist or psychiatrist, psychologist, whatever you need to support yourself mentally. You're not stuck. Please don't feel like you're stuck. And, I can tell you from experience that even though it feels like there's no way out, there is a way out. So please don't, don't feel like nothing's going to ever get better because 
It really is. And it, yeah, it takes time, but just know that there is a light at the end of the tunnel. So I hope you guys have a wonderful, wonderful day. And I love you guys so much. And I will be talking to you again within probably the next uh, for new moon, as well as in Gemini season. And Gemini season is coming, I think, the end of this week. Yeah, on next Sunday. So we will be officially in Gemini season. So enjoy yourself. Really allow yourself to take this last part of Taurus and really nourish your nourish yourself, mind, body, and soul. Uh, definitely nourish your physical and take care of your physical as well as get everything in play because Gemini season is coming and that's all about really putting yourself out there, like um, communication-wise, really allowing yourself to be seen, you know, all about networking and all of that good stuff, writing, all of that. So you guys enjoy yourself and have a wonderful, wonderful day. Bye.